The following program is being brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Ready to pump your energy and jumpstart your dreams with positive, uplifting, life changing talk radio on the world's most popular power hour, Star Style. Be the star you are. The Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan, and her sidekick, daughter Heather Brittany, deliver lessons of success spanning the generations of the globe in their information packed tea for two a mother-daughter brew in other segments cynthia interviews real life trailblazers authors and experts with the courage and vision who show you how to build a road to fulfillment through their unique books and services you'll laugh you'll cry you'll be informed and entertained for your free lifestyle empowerment coaching session right here on the airwaves turn up the volume relax sit back and get ready to be inspired because star style be the star you are starts right now Well, happy, happy new year. Can you believe it? Another year has passed. Welcome to the Power Hour at Star Style. Be the star you are. I'm Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Whitney. And we are your mother-daughter dynamic duo, the goddess gals, here with you every week. Every year since 1998, been broadcasting live on the airwaves. It's Heather, what, what an accomplishment. This is a long time. We're getting older by the minute. <laughs> well, listen, it's Three Wise Kings Day, so happy uh, happy Epiphany, happy Three Wise Kings. We're going to have a little bit of fun in today's show as we open up this new year. Heather and I are going to talk about the gift of the Magi and then how to set some goals to jumpstart your success coming right up. And then for the rest of the hour, we really are going to focus on setting plans for the year, uh, the importance of living in the now and not putting off uh, what you can do today, you know, don't put it off to tomorrow. And we're going to also just give you some, some tools so that this year is going to be an absolutely fabulous year. So sit back, grab your cup of tea, relax, enjoy our hour of edutainment that will motivate you to continue to be the best person you can be. And this show is brought to you under the auspices of Be The Star You Are charity. Visit Be The Star you are dot org. So Heather, did you get your twenty five chefs and a tangerine from the three white I did. I did. <laughs> you know, it's a long tradition that not many people know about unless you're Italian or Italian Swiss, it seems. And, <laughs> and every time, you know, we talk about Three Wise Kings Day, people are like, Huh? What is that all about? So Heather, why don't you tell a little bit about how it has been uh, three Wise Kings in your life and what it means. Yeah, and when actually it's not only really just Italian and the Swiss, it's really areas that are real believers in Catholicism. Because when I was trying the best to explain this to Bowen, I looked up of like, what's the best way? And there was actually information on the internet, and it's actually huge in Mexico 
um, celebrating the day of the Epiphany. And the way they're describing it is pretty much what we do as well. So um, some of the things do is kids will write letters to the three wise kings. So we will that came to see Jesus um, and saying that, you know, gifts they'd like to receive, similar to how in America kids write letters to Santa, saying what they want, how they've been so good. And then um, a tradition is they will attach these letters to balloons and they'll go into the sky. Um, just as, you know, with us, we put this stuff under the Christmas tree or send it put it in a mailbox. And then one thing, too, is people will leave presents out for the three wise kings, more leaving the presents out for the camels. Just as, you know, here in America, a lot of times, you know, we'll leave carrots out for the reindeer and a glass of milk. So kids will leave, you know, out stuff, some hay and some water and carrots. And, well, yeah, and you then, have to do that because those camels really do come. I, I'm, a, I'm a testament to that. So exactly. you have to leave them food and water. <laughs> and, you know, and big things, and as we've grown older, you know, the guests would get a little bit bigger. But the big things is that the three wise kings, um, you know, they bring us you know, vegetables and fruit and, you know, corn, similar to the Three Ways Kings. And they bought myrrh and, you know, incense and these, you know, slight little Frank things. Incense, yes. So, um, you know, it's kind of just a thing of the Three Ways Kings. It's just as how they came with these humble gifts um, for the king, you know, for um, Jesus, is that, uh, you know, they're coming and bringing these humble gifts to us as well. Um, it's the Epiphany, so it's you know a celebration and feast wise. So it's uh, you know just kind of an additional day, and, and not really you know it's not huge on the presents. It's just a real special, and as we've gotten older, just kind of almost humorous, silly, but but very um, traditional in essence of that. We always still celebrate and wish each other that happy Three Wise Kings. Well, you know, I think what was really wonderful, this obviously was started, our, our family's done this, I guess, for generations, because my family, when they came from Italy and Switzerland, they brought it over to America, and they've always done it. And growing up on our family on the farm where we didn't have much money, it, for some reason, Three Wise Kings Day was even more exciting to us than Christmas, and we never really got more than maybe a nickel, a quarter at the most, and then you, in your stocking you would get a tangerine. If, you were, if it had been a really good year for the Three Wise Kings, you might get an avocado or maybe mm -hmm. a mango. But mostly it was the thought that they had come across the world on these camels yeah. <laughs> just to, to bring us something to say that we were loved and cherished and to start off the new year. And um, I'll, later in the show, I'll read a story that I wrote about uh, my experience as a child because my folks kind of went way out to do it. But it's something that we, I mean, I tried to pass this on, and I think you've always enjoyed it, too. We, we don't forget about it, do we? No, and I think, you know, we, we've touched base on different shows for about, you know, traditions, things that even when, you know, when you get older, they may even seem a little bit hokey or silly, but they're fun, and, you know, you still just kind of always celebrating that little thing. It becomes that thing that you want to, you still keeping that magic alive. Um, you know, just as we grow older, you know, we talked about how Santa still comes, and, you know, we laugh about it, but, you know, he makes a great big mess, but it's keeping those things that were special that though um, may not have the same that you choose, it does believe that these, you know, that these men came over and came, but it's still something that feels really special um, to celebrate that. But I, think uh, and that's what you, I think you hit the nail on the head. It is all about traditions, and every family has to create their own traditions and their 
their own rituals, and then for some reason we get rather attached to them. Mm-hmm. And then hopefully it's something that you just keep passing down for the generations. But for the Epiphany, it is uh, something that's quite simple. Now, the other thing about the Epiphany, as most people probably know, is it signifies it is the last day of the 12 days of Christmas. So mm-hmm. it now Christmas is it officially ends Christmas when the visit. And you know, and what's funny about that, and as we discussed last time, is that the twelve days of Christmas, if you count everything, really equals three hundred and sixty-five, which really means the last day is really the first day of the, your year. I know. And that with the and when you say count everything, that means when you count. Well, you know, you're saying twelve. You, you, how yeah, many when times you count you the partridge and the pear it tree adds and up to three hundred and sixty-five. And one yeah. thing, as she's speaking of letting go of things and keeping things and having that epiphany, a big thing in the new year is making those resolutions and making those goals and having that epiphany that I need to make some changes or I want to, you know, I'm going to start doing those things. Um, that's a big thing. I was, you know, everyone makes these resolutions, but we all know big things people say. I was actually reviewing over what the top ten ones are, and we always hear people say, you know, they want to get in shape, lose weight. But just a couple within a couple weeks in, um, people have already fallen off that bandwagon. Um, so that's yeah, usually by January fifteenth, and definitely by May first. <laughs> At least that's what statistics show. Yeah, and so I think you know, I think the big epiphany for people this year about keeping that resolution is making a making really a big resolution should be or a goal should be to keep these goals to make them realistic. I think that a lot of times we have great intentions of you know I'm gonna donate to charity, I'm gonna walk ten miles a day, but a lot of times you know we kind of set ourselves up you know not to fail, but just for unrealistic lives. And I think I just want to give a couple tips of how, you know, kind of this year, how to keep on tasking. So, yes, let me talk about main, goals, how to keep goals, how to make smart goals. Yeah, I think the main, the first thing is be real, realistic by setting these goals you want to achieve. So, for example, by saying, I'm going to win the lottery, that might not be uh, a goal you're going to achieve. So, yeah. be, you know, realistic, maybe saying, I'm going to start saving $2 a day, because when you add that $2 a day will be $60 in a month. There's, so little things that you think of as just setting aside can actually add up. So small, starting small, you have to crawl before you walk. And, you know, one, I know that I, I believe it might have been last year we did a show call that was on SMART goals, and I just want to give out the acronym for that as we talk about goals because I still think that's an easy way for people to know how to do their um, write their resolutions and their goals. And SMART standing for Specific, Measurable, Achievable, relevant and timely so um uh, you know specific can also mean small and just so that you'll be able to figure out where you are where you're going and be able to be accountable for it so okay so uh, we know we want to start small and be very specific and then and one thing i'm a big person about um you know right saying things aloud and writing things down so i think one Write all these things down because a lot of times, you know, it's just like with a day planner. If we say, I'm going to remember to do this, it's not to the end of the day you realize, oh, my gosh, I was supposed to go to the dry cleaner. So writing things down, but also when you're writing things down, describe it very specific. Don't just say, I'm, you know, I'm going to lose weight this year. Write down, I'm going to go to the gym at least once a week, you know, by the, by, and also set time limits for yourself, too. 
saying, I want to lose weight, saying, I want to lose five pounds by May 1st. You know, writing that down so that way you have a goal, a goal within a goal of I'm going to lose weight, I'm going to lose this amount of weight, and this is the time I want to do that. And that, that puts right you into the smart goal. And I also just want to say, see, that's very specific. It's very specific what you're saying, the amount of weight you want to lo- lose and the date you want to lose it by. So that way you know that wh- how that you have achieved your goal because if you lose it by that date, you have done it. It's like so many people say, I want to make more money this year. Well, what's more money? Is more money a nickel or is it $5,000? So you have to be specific. I want to make this amount. Okay, excellent. Keep going. Exactly. And another thing, too, so, you know, it's like breaking your goals down into even smaller goals. Another thing is find alternates to, to the behaviors that you want to change. So, for example, people might say, I want to quit smoking. But when they think about it, they, they smoke because they smoke because it, it relaxes them. It's been their, their um, excuse of, well, I smoke because it relaxes me. Well, find alternates to that. You know, start predicting in yoga, going for a walk. Find sometimes you're your own worst enemy of why you're not achieving something. You know, I want to save more money, but, you know, every Friday I always go out with the guys and we go to the XYZ. You know, instead of going out every Friday, maybe now you guys can – alternate to every other Friday or find something at home. Um, so find sometimes, you know, you're sabotaging yourself. So look into there's, if there's any subdivisions of why you've had trouble before trying to achieve this goal. You know, that losing weight is a really important one uh, that you just said. I mean, they're all important, but that's very important because if we're going to change a habit, we have to be able to change it to something better, but you do have to be able to replace the bad habit with something good. So keep that in mind of, of finding a replacement before you actually decide that you are going to stop something. And then lastly, what I think above all is most important is aim for things that are truly important to you, to you personally. Don't do just what you think others will think is good or what's expected of you. Oh, people expect, you know, this is the typical goal or, you know, people are really expecting. This is every year is a new year for you to shine and to really accomplish something in yourself. Find a new goal. Find a new trait. But, you know, a great thing I would say is take up a new hobby. Take up something you never thought um, you'd try before or you've been curious about but afraid to. Um, you know, living in that present moment of just now. And it's a fresh year, you know, to start new. So if something doesn't work out, then, you know, next year you'll try something else. But really make sure that these goals are for you and that also if you're trying to, if, for example, if you're trying to lose weight because someone gave you mean comments and you're, you're wanting to do that for someone else, make sure it's really for yourself because those are the things when it's about you that you have more of a success rate of achieving these things and making it from a one-time gesture to really a lifestyle. I, I like also something that you just said is also uh, I would suggest if you're starting something new, start with one or two things. What many people do is they make a whole list of 9, 10, 20 things they're going to accomplish this year, and then they accomplish nothing. So start with one or two, get good at those, work towards your strengths instead of your weaknesses, and then the result will be more balanced and more purpose 
and most of all, more happiness for you because when we succeed at one thing, it makes us feel good about ourselves, and then we can move on to the next thing. So in, what, in light of what Heather just said, is don't, don't choose too many things that you want to do. If losing weight is your number one focus, lose the weight first and then go to the second thing. And then, you know, stop, relax, and enjoy. If you, when you create SMART goals, you will watch successful habits soar, and you really do want to be successful. So it is hard work. Don't think it's going to be easy. Well, do you want to just wrap it up, Hev? Yeah, most definitely. And speaking, you know, of goals starting out the year, good. If you want to get interested in maybe some charity work or if you want some great books to read, just check out the website. Go to BeTheStarYouAre.org, BeTheStarYouAre.com, as well as CarmonyClutches.com, both with a K, and MySpace.com, forward slash CarmonyClutches, both with a K. I love it. And I want to just leave you with a great quote, which are dreams are goals with timelines. So dream big and be smart. And then, of course, as, Al, as Lewis Carroll said from Uh, The Adventures of Alice in Wonderland. If you don't know where you're going, any road will do. So we hope that you will make a plan and stick to it. And when we come back from break, I'm going to go further into the goals and smart successes for you and help you get to where you want to go for a year of power, empowerment, happiness, and fun. So thank you for staying with us. I am Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Brittany. And we are happy you are here on Star Style. Be the star you are. And I'll be back with you in just a minute. Don't go away. Just fill your teacup. Back in a bit. Listen. Listen. The world is talking. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Looking for unique, one-of-a-kind gifts for the special woman in your life? The Carmony Collection creates handmade handbags, clutches, candles, and canvases from vintage and recycled fabrics, bangles, and beads. Be eco-friendly and fashionable with prices for all pocketbooks. Visit www.carmonycollection.com. That's Carmony with a K and Collection with a K. Or call 925-785-7827. Be the star you are. Light up the flame that burns. Get a positive prescription for living and discover a cure for adversity when you make a difference in the lives of others by donating to Be The Star You Are, a 501c3 top-rated charity dedicated to empowering women, families, and youth through increased literacy, positive media, and tools for living. www.bethestarur.org. All donations are tax-deductible. www.bethestarur.org. Be the lucky star. You're listening to the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Positive, uplifting, life-changing talk radio. It's the Power Hour on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Now, back to the show with the Oprah of the airwaves, Cynthia Bryan. Well, 
thanks so much for staying with me here on Star Style, Be the Star You Are, where the world comes to talk and to listen, to share ideas. My purpose in providing you this radio program since 1998 is to communicate to you that you already possess everything you need to be the writer, the producer, the director, and the star of your own life. We have rules here, and and these are the rules for the whole year. We want you to smile, have more fun, and be willing to be wild and wacky because when you go out on that limb and you take a risk, that is where you achieve the rewards and your goals come true. I also would like you to get reading some good books every week. We do feature authors. Uh, Today we are just, well, I guess I'm the featured author. I'm going to read your story from one of the new books that I've got. But today we wanted just to really focus on goals and resolutions and living in the now. Some of my other books, though, that benefit the charity are Chicken Soup for the Gardener's Soul, Be the Star You Are, The Business of Show Business, Miracle Moments, and the newest is Be the Star You Are for Teens. I'm always writing new things, but you can get copies of those at BeTheStarYouAre.com. And if you buy $100 worth of books, you're going to get a free T-shirt. They're very cool T-shirts that say, Be the Star You Are, Read, Lead, and Succeed. And they usually cost $15 plus shipping. So you get, um, you're saving like 20 bucks there. The Miracle Moment for today is brought to you by Star Style Coaching. Set your goals, make your dreams come true. Call today for your consultation, 925-377-7827 or visit starstyleproductions.com. It is called success, to laugh often and much, to really win the respect of intelligent people and the affection of children, to earn the appreciation of honest critics and endure the betrayal of false friendship, to appreciate beauty, to find the best in others, to leave the world a little bit better, whether by a healthy child or a garden patch or a redeemed social condition, To know even one life has breathed easier because you have lived, this is to have success. And the author of that was Ralph Waldo Emerson, someone I often quote. I really like what he has written and the way that he felt. And so I hope that you will include that in your life. Be the Star You Are charity is having its seventh annual essay contest right now. And there's still time. We're in the final weeks of the contest, but you can still enter. Go to be the star you, are dot org. you can win a guest spot on this radio show. Plus, you'll win money, you'll win books, and you will get published. You can go to be the star you, are dot org, and right there, if there's a little star that says enter the contest, just click on that, and away you go. The topic this year is how to create more abundance, and prosperity in the service of others. So bottom line is, what do you do to serve others that really serves yourself? Because as you've heard me say on this show so many times, that is the paradox of life. When we help others, we help ourselves, even though we don't think we're doing that. So I really believe in that. I think that is, is great. And, you know, Be the Star You Are Charity believes that stories of inspiration and hope should be available to everyone regardless of income or ability, and it's this infusion of inspiration with the, the power to transform and change lives that has made Be The Star You Are committed to providing you this positive radio show and role models, hopefully, for adults and for youth. There is um, 
still availability to get a tax write-off for last year. If you have an IRA, you can still make charitable distributions. And if you want to find out more about that, you can send uh, an email. But especially for people who are 70 and a half or older, they can have tax savings by making charitable gifts directly from their IRA thanks to the provision of the tax relief and there's um, and the Unemployment Insurance Reauthorization and Job Creation Act of 2010, which was signed into law just last month. So you can still make a donation at bethestarur.org. Now, I wanted to read a story that's called The Gifts of the Magi. It's from a new book that is out called Christmas Traditions, True Stories that Celebrate the Spirit of the Season. It was edited by Helen Zemanski, and I have this story in it. It is on page 45 of the new book. And again, it's called Gifts of the Magi by Cynthia Bryan. Remember to keep a special place in your heart for the Magi, who honored so many years ago. I was lucky enough to be the eldest of five children whose parents believed in magic. We grew up on a farm in Northern California and celebrated everything. Because our homestead was somewhat isolated, the family traditions that our parents created were the mainstay of my childhood. One such holiday was called Twelfth Night, or Three Wise Kings, which is celebrated on January 6th. Our Swiss-Italian parents continued the celebration in honor of the Magi, which followed the star of Bethlehem to visit the baby Jesus over 2,000 years ago. Because we lived in the country, Mom was always telling us that it was easier for the three wise kings to park their camels outside our house than if we lived in the city. We had no reason not to believe her. We loved the three wise kings, and because the Magi made us feel so special... No one else in our school seemed to receive a nightfall visitation from these Middle Eastern monarchs. And though legend proclaims the three wise kings brought Jesus gold, frankincense, and myrrh, we were pleased to receive just a piece of fruit, a bit of candy, and maybe 5 to 25 cents in coins from them every year. As long as I can remember, my parents created magic in our lives. But one year, Mom excused herself during dinner. While she was away from the table, we saw a camel slowly walking by the window, his hump bumping up and down. We shrieked with excitement and awe, knowing that the kings had arrived. Of course, we didn't realize that Mom had purchased a huge stuffed animal and was outside moving it along the window to keep the magic alive. The next morning, we awoke to find strands of gleaming jewelry strung everywhere on the bushes and vines around the house. To solidify the magic, we even found the camel's hoof marks and a good amount of camel dung beside the house. And to top it all off, we found a note attached to one of the bushes. The note was an announcement that it had been a great year for the Magi, so they had decided to share their wealth with us. I vividly remember the sensation of utter delight when we stepped outside and spotted the shimmering, shining jewels hanging from the trees. I'll never forget it. We're rich, we're rich, we shouted. My siblings were yelling with joy. Although we loved the fruit the Magi left us, seeing the glimmering baubles adorning our vines was magnificent. We couldn't wait to go to school and tell our teachers and our friends about these extraordinary gifts. Surely others had experienced their delights, but no one else had. In fact, our ingenious parents had created the illusion solely for us with used costume jewelry from the Goodwill 
a Goodwill store, and horse manure from our very own barn. The nuns at our school, recalling our wide-eyed awe when we would tell them the tale, chose to keep our parents' secret. And when we told the other children, we were met with disappointed looks. To our dismay, none of them had encountered such riches on the branches of their trees. We were so dismayed about this that our friends had not been favored by the Magi that we immediately shared our booty. We were loved so devotedly by our parents, and even though we rarely received the Santa's gifts that we'd asked for, we had so much magic in our lives that we didn't realize we were poor. On Christmas Eve, snug under our covers, we would hear the jingling of Santa's sleigh bells and the snorting of his reindeer on our roof, and we squeezed our eyelids together happily, and as soon as morning dawned, we'd run downstairs to the fireplace, which was the only heat in the house, to eye the presents beneath the tree while we warmed up. And we always attempted to hide our disappointment at the small numbers of gifts, but we weren't very successful. And seeing our disappointment, my dad would assure us that we had been very good children that year. And then he would add that since Santa hadn't left anything under the tree, perhaps we should take a ride around the ranch to see if he, anything had dropped out of the sleigh as he flew by. And sure enough, down at the barn or dangling from a grapevine would be a little special gift for each of us. Once a bicycle was even sticking out of the chimney with a note attached that read, Sorry, couldn't squeeze it down. Today, my own children delight at the range and the magic that they experience year-round in our household. And the three wise kings always manage to visit, leaving behind sweet, juicy fruit as well as shimmering jewels or coins. And though we live on a mini farm, through the magic my parents instilled in me as a young person, we have managed to stage some pretty convincing camel visits. So that's my story from the Christmas traditions, true stories that celebrate the spirit of the season. But that was by Ellen Shemansky. The book is edited, and you can find this on all the websites and that uh, on Amazon, on the online stores as well. But I just thought that it's sort of fun to share that with you. And, of course, you just heard Heather talking about how she still celebrates uh, the gift of the Magi, and I like to celebrate it with my friends as well. Well, now I wanted just to give you as I, one of our favorite authors who's been on our show several times, and I love his books, is Dr. Dennis Waitley. And he offers these uh, three tips for to go from stress to success. So we always want to reduce your stress, and we want you to be successful and, you know, again, live in the now and be happy. So here is the success trip, uh, tip number one. Accept the unchangeable. Everything that has happened in your life to this minute is unchangeable. It is history. And the greatest waste of energy is looking in the back at missed opportunities or lamenting over past events or grudge collecting or even harboring ill will, or anything that is vengeful thinking. Success is the only acceptable form of revenge. By forgiving your trespassers, you become free to concentrate on going forward with your life and succeeding in spite of your detractors. You will live a more rewarding and fulfilled life when you do this. Your enemies will forever wonder how you went on to become so successful without them and, of course, in the shadow of their doubts. The second tip for success is to change the changeable. Now, what you can change is your reaction to what others say and do to you. You've often heard uh, me say, 
that, you know, it's not what happened to, to us in life that matters. It's how we react to it. Well, this is what Dennis says, too. You can control your own thoughts and actions by dwelling on the desired results that you want instead of the penalties of your failure. The only real control you have in life is on what you think about. Then what you think about and what you talk about, of course, is going to come about. This is something that I, I truly believe. When you think is how you're going to act. So since most of us are just reflexive and then we have a subconscious habit, it's not wise to act on emotional impulse. In personal relations, it's better to wait a moment until the reason has the opportunity to compete with your emotions. So let reason win. And the third tip is to avoid the unacceptable. Go out of your way to get out of the way of potentially dangerous behaviors and environments. There are loud, obnoxious people, for example, near you at a restaurant or a club. Well, then it's up to you to change tables. Don't start complaining about it. Just get up and move. Also be cautious of your personal relationships. Any relationships that are developed on the Internet, be cautious of. There's a lot of predators out there, and they are increasing on a daily basis. Be alert for potentially dangerous situations that involve your health, your personal safety, your financial speculation, and your emotional relationships. And if there are people around you who are negative, get rid of them. You need support people. You need cheerleaders. You want to put your energy into becoming a better you, the best you. You want to learn the skills. You want to practice the skills, and you want to attract success. Now, what kind of renewal do you want to generate in your own life? Are you feeling too caught up in things and you want to let go a little to learn to relax more? Do you have a new goal you want to make happen in your life? Are you isolated and lonely and want to generate more activity or more friends in your life? Or do you have a relationship that needs to be recharged and reinvented? Or maybe you're just happy and thrilled with your life as it is and the past year was great and you just want the next year to be just as great well just as the sun is making its turn in the heavens this season try making your turn in your outlook to be positive if you have been holding on or struggling to make something work just let go a little bit Uh, take it less seriously laugh a little bit more breathe a bit more deeply walk a little bit slower You're going to be surprised to find out that things still will get done. Let that returning life make your life a little bit brighter, a little bit easier, a little bit less frantic. If you have written a goal and you haven't been achieving it, maybe it's time to just let it go for a bit and then come back to it later on. Or as Heather and I were talking about in the first segment, Reevaluate your goal and make sure they're smart goals. Are they specific? Are they measurable? Are they achievable? Are they timely? Are you going to be able to look at these and make them happen? If life seems empty, boring, or lonely, you can also turn it around. I mean, sometimes we just try too hard. Anticipate that you, you want warmth in your life and let it affect your life. Um, give whatever you can by getting involved in volunteer projects help others, do some pro bono work, donate to charities. It's amazing when you give to others how much better you feel. And I don't know why this happens, but every time when I'm getting low on cash and I make a donation, 
it seems that all of a sudden a new opportunity shows up. So maybe that is the law of attraction or, the, you know, the, the law of being good. So no matter who you are, you're always welcome as a volunteer somewhere. By turning your focus towards giving, you enrich your own life, and you'll find that doing for others is really doing for yourself. And by giving of yourself, you learn more about yourself, and you actually get more intimate with others. And as you learn, your relationships change and evolve and grow, and they turn around. So if things aren't as good as they could be with your loved one or with a family or a friend, ask yourself, do you see it? How can you see it differently? It can often be helpful to just let go of the expectations and acknowledge that the other person is different from you and that maybe you don't have to be alike. Maybe you need to listen more to what the other person is telling you. Maybe you need to learn more about yourself. Maybe it's also possible that you're too giving or too accepting, and if that's the problem, you may, le- may need to learn to take better care of yourself in all your relationships. So if they're not working for you, do you need help? You can find out about that. And if things are going great and you're really in a celebratory mood, this is the perfect season for that. Give thanks. Be grateful. This is a wonderful year. Commemorate yourself and all the blessings you receive. Congratulate yourself. Give yourself a big pat on the back. Throw yourself a party. Then let it all go. And just remember that life is about change and the traditional time of change is upon us. So this is a new year. It's a new you, it's a new start, and you have the opportunity to do it. Focus on what you want, and you will receive it. When we come back from break, we will be going more into living into the now, and I've got some other special things for you. I am Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. We'll be back in a bit. Listen. The world is talking. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. Whatever your goal, go for it. All things, even what seems impossible, can be accomplished when you take a few important steps. Visualize the prize. Identify a specific goal and imagine yourself achieving it in every detail. For example, if you want to be a professional speaker, see yourself speaking to thousands of people making a difference in their lives. Write down your visualizations and repeat them to yourself every day. As you do, your belief and confidence will grow. Choose a role model. Inspirational role models demonstrate possibilities and provide invaluable sources for motivation, strength, and hope. Keep reminders of your goals and dreams on cards and put them where you see them often, on the refrigerator, on your dashboard, on your mirror, on your computer. Pick yourself up after a setback. See mistakes as opportunities to learn and develop new strategies. Mistakes are inevitable, valuable, and essential for growth. And as I like to remind you, failure is fertilizer. Throw your mistakes on the compost pile and grow a new garden. Remember, you are the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business bite from Star Style. For coaching and consultations, visit star-style.com or call 925-377-7827. 
Are you living your dreams? Want to create a life you love but don't know how to begin? Lifestyle coach and personal growth expert Cynthia Bryan has jump-started the lives and careers of clients for over two decades with her signature star-style consultations with personalized sessions by phone or in person. You'll turn your passions into profits. Visit www.cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-STAR. That's cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-7888. Cynthia Bryan is your guide on the side. www.cynthiabryan.com You can be the star you are. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel where the world comes to listen and talk. the volume, grab a seat, and get ready to be challenged, inspired, and motivated to greatness. It's power party time on Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with your hosts, the mother-daughter dynamic duo, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. Well, thank you for staying here. I am Cynthia Bryan, and you are listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, a show brought to you under the auspices of the charity, Be the Star You Are, which empowers women, families, and youth through improved literacy and positive media like this radio show. It's not too late to make a donation for this year or for last year. Go to bethestarur.org. If you need a tax write-off, this is what you want to do. I mean, you can give your money to Uncle Sam or you can make a difference and start helping a child read. For a $100 donation, we will give 26 brand-new, fabulous books to uh, kids in need. And so that is an amazing, um, an amazing thing is that you can help 26 children learn to read and give them a brand new book. So again, go to be the star you org. Well, too many people put off something that brings them joy just because they haven't thought about it or they don't have it on their schedule or they didn't know it was coming or they're too rigid to depart from their routine. And I am such a big believer in living for today, living in the now, living in the moment. If you've read my books, Be the Star You Are or Be the Star You Are for Teens, you know that I became a writer after many years of just being, I don't want to say just, but of being a successful actor because of tragedies and, and some traumas that happened in my life that changed my life and made me realize that we only have this moment and we need to cherish the people and, and our environments and everybody in our lives and tell people we love them. So I kind of got to thinking one day, you know, think about all those people on the Titanic who didn't eat dessert at dinner on that fateful night because they wanted to lose weight or go on a diet. I hate that word, it's, but it has dye in it. And once you think about that, you may want to become a little bit more flexible I mean, how many women out there will eat at home because their husband didn't suggest going out to dinner until after something had been thought out? Does the word refrigeration, you know, come to mind? I mean, how often have your kids dropped in to talk to you and then you were watching television or you were on a phone call and, you know, and then you never really got to talk to them? Or how many times do... 
you have a family member or a friend call and say, let's get together for lunch. And you go, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll do it. But you never do. You know, I had, we've all had these experiences. You know, you make, when you make a, uh, excuses, you say, I can't, uh, my hair is dirty, I have no clothes to wear, or, or, you know, somebody's coming over, or I have to vacuum the house, or whatever it is. But tomorrow never comes. We only have today. One of my, I don't live a life of regrets, I don't believe in living a life of regrets, but one of my big sadnesses was when I was making a television show in Los Angeles, and it was my young brother, David, who was only 16 at the time, who had actually got me cast in it by sending my pictures and resume off to a casting director who I auditioned for and got the part. And I wanted him to come and be with me on the set. And he said to me, you know, I have one more field to plow, because we were living on the ranch. He goes, I have one more field to, uh, to plow. I'll come with you next week. And I harassed him and said, come on, come now. You know, there may not be a next week. And my words proved to be correct. The next day, the tractor turned over on top of him, and he was killed. And he never did come. And, and my sadness was that my final words to my brother, who I was very, very close with, was I was angry with him because he wouldn't come with me, and he wouldn't live in that moment. And it's not that I had any premonitions because nothing had bad had happened until that time. But it, it really shows you that we don't know what's going to happen. So we have to live for today. You may never get to have that lunch together. You may never get to talk to your kids. Because we all cram so much into our lives, we tend to schedule our own headaches. I mean, we live on a diet of promises that we make to ourselves when all the conditions are going to be perfect. And you know what? There's never a time it's going to be perfect. I mean, how many people, when I go out and give speeches, have said to me, well, I'm going to do that as soon as my kids are grown, or I'm going to do that as soon as I get married, or I'm going to do that, you know, after my kids go to, go to school, or after they go to college, or as soon as I get my first house, then I'll do this, or whatever it is. I mean, basically, they're all excuses. We go... We're going to go back and, and see our parents, you know, when, uh, when you've got uh, your car tuned up. We can't entertain these thoughts. We're probably not going to replace that living room carpet anytime soon. You're probably not going to go on your second honeymoon as soon as the kids are raised. We have to live now. As we get older, it seems, to, at least to me, that life is going so much faster. The days are shorter. And the list of things that we promise ourselves and others gets longer. But then one morning we will wake up, and then all we're going to have to show for our lives is this litany of, I'm going to, when I, if I ever, I plan on, someday, and the would have, could have, should have. And that's not okay. So when anyone calls you, seize the moment. You know, carpe diem. Be open for adventure. Be open and be available. Keep your mind on the new ideas. Have enthusiasm because enthusiasm is contagious. And you can talk to somebody for five minutes who is enthusiastic and passionate, and pretty soon you feel excited about life. So, you know, skip the elevator once in a while and jump off that bungee cord and don't don't just live for the tomorrows. Live for today's. Eat more ice cream. Dress in purple. It's just that you might as well 
directly live now as opposed to making your could-do or should-do list. Live for now. The other day, if you were to, um, I'm, uh, if you were to see a, a triple-decked stack of ice cream, you know, what have you eaten it? Well, you know, when I think about it, I go and have that bowl of ice cream because if my car got hit by an iceberg on my way home from work today, I'm going to be a happy camper. I love ice cream, and I want to have a nice day every day, and I want other people to, to, to do that too. So whatever it is that you really want to do, not something on your should-do list, something you really want and you're passionate about, go out and do it. Make that phone call. Tell people you love them. Write that letter. What are you waiting for? We only have this moment to live in the moment. And you are the writer, producer, and star of your own life. And make sure that you, you know, play with your kids, that you read to your kids, that you donate to your favorite charity, that you follow the butterflies, that you enjoy the hummingbirds, that you stop and smell the roses, that you, you, know, you run through the sprinklers and you gaze at the sun even though there, there might be drizzle in the, in the air. When people say to you, how are you, do you think that people usually listen to the reply? Instead of just saying, I'm fine or okay, why don't you say, I'm fantastic. This is the best day of my life. It was, it's amazing when you take that approach how somebody will stop you and say, really? Well, tell me about it. And what you've just done is maybe put a smile on their face and let them have a better day too. Don't worry about your tomorrows and don't hurry through your days today because today truly is a gift. Life is not a race. You know, it take it a little bit slower. Hear the music before the song is over. Life might not be that party that we had hoped for, but while we are here, we might as well dance and sing and, and bask in the sun and play as much as we can because life blesses us with opportunities every single day. And no matter how bad or how good today is, it's kind of like little orphan Annie says, Tomorrow is a brand new day, but we do have to live in, in today, and we have to start today. We can slow down, we can speed up, we can make changes. The key is, is to just do it. There's nothing we can't approach differently at the beginning of a new day, and especially at this time of the year when the old year has ended, the new year is in its first month of beginning. Just remind yourself of all the opportunities, of all the blessings, and of all the renewal that this new year can and will bring to you. And I'm very grateful for this reminder, this yearly refocusing of my attention and my dedication, because as the world renews itself, you know, no matter what's going on out there, the wars, the pollution, the injustices, there's always going to be problems going on. But I personally, I, Cynthia Bryan, have the opportunity to renew myself, to reinvent myself, to live for today to help my life be better, and no matter what drama may be going on, I still have a choice. And I can choose to be happy or I can choose to be sad. And I wish for you joy and peace and love and laughter and lots of dreams coming true for this whole new year. And I want you to read, lead, and succeed. For my writing column of Digging Deep, 
Gardening with Cynthia, I've adopted a new slogan for the year, and it is going to be Explore and Experiment. So I want people to really reach out and explore all the opportunities and the possibilities and experiment with them because that's the only way we're going to find out what's good, what's bad, and what is going to, to work. Now, Jim Rohn, who passed away, he was a wonderful author, philosopher, speaker. He was on our show several times. I went to hear him speak before. I've read many, many of his books. And one of his simple strategies to success, he always said that it was from his mentor, uh, Mr. Schof, who was a, a teacher. And uh, he used to teach him these extraordinarily simple things. And, and what Jim said that he learned from Mr. Schof was that life puts some of the most valuable things on the high shelf so that we can't get to them until you really qualify for them. And so what I take away from that is, is if you want things on the high shelf. In other words, if you want to have some value in your life, you must stand on the books that you read. So every book you read, you get to stand a little bit higher. And then the biggie that forever had an impact is that success is something you attract by the person that you become. So remember that that phrase can change your life. When you want to attract success, you have to become the person who's going to attract success. Success isn't to be pursued. It's to be attracted by the person you become. Put your energy into becoming a better you, the best you. Learn the skills, practice the skills, and you too will attract success. And if you want to be a good leader, I wanted to just to give you a few little life support tips for this year that I believe in that good leaders have. Good leaders understand what's happening, they size up the situation, and they put themselves in the right position to respond, prepare, and act at the proper time. Good leaders encourage. They give credit where things go well, and they take responsibility when things don't go well. Good leaders keep learning. A cross-discipline study of leadership indicated that effective leaders in all fields are always learning. You know, like I always say, keep, make your car your, your rolling university. Best leaders are perpetual learners. Unlike weak leaders, they know that a spurt here and a spurt there doesn't make an expert. Good leaders go where there's no path and they leave a trail, and they're sure of their direction and they act boldly. They know that authority is more earned than granted. They can identify the gifts, the strengths, and limitations of those they lead, and they assign, trade, and encourage, and then they just get out of the way. They don't micromanage. Good leaders help subordinates find success, and they give them a hand. Good leaders will realize that when one is lifted to another's shoulders, we all stand taller. Good leaders will lead by example. Good leaders know that motivation by force destroys morale, and they understand that people respond best to positive incentives, and they know that people who believe in themselves will do more and better work. Good leaders listen and learn, and good salespeople know that too, but good motivators really know it, and good leaders will stop, look, listen. So don't be reckless as you charge ahead. Live in the now. You too can have success when you make smart goals, and you can turn your stress into success. 
So as you go out into the day today, I just want to thank you for being such great listeners and, and for, for being with me for all these years since 1998. I truly appreciate your, your, uh, your love, and I send you my love. If you want to sign up for the newsletter with the charity, we're doing it now on a monthly basis and trying to make it pretty fun. You can go to bethestarur.org. You can also advertise in the newsletter or, again, make uh, donations. And make sure you're tuned here, right here, every week with Heather and I to, so that we can be your personal growth success coaches and bring you the expert advice and success and also bring you the authors from around the world and know that you can change your life and make your dreams come true for more information about Star Style or to purchase the book, go to star-style.com. And to make a contribution, again, go to be the star you are.org. So let you have a wonderful year, a wonderful day. Use the gifts that you've received. Pass them on and know that you can dance and sing and live a life of your dreams. My aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, and motivate you. So, and when you go out into the day, celebrate. I am Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style, Be the Star You Are. And I encourage you to be the star you are. Happy New Year. Make your dreams come true. Thanks for joining me. We'll talk next week. 